This is the Loop Guy Show. Open entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing their customer universe. And guys, it's good to have you on today. And uh, we got a lot of questions. We got to go over. A lot of people called in over the week, and I'm here to help serve them and get them to where they want to be. Uh, and if you haven't done it and you want to be part of the show, call in 408-850-9373. And the reason you want to call in is because I'm going to give you a second opinion. And uh, it's not like asking Uncle Joe. Now ask, it's not like asking that uncle or that brother-in-law who thinks he knows everything and he run a business in his life. You're actually calling in uh, to people who actually uh, who run a business every single day. We're in the trenches. We know and feel. Because, you know, the entrepreneur, he is a, he is a different kind of breed. He is by far a different kind of breed. He's thinking, his mind's always running, how can I solve the next challenge? And I'd love to be a part of that journey with you. So make sure to call in 408-850-9373. And if you've done it, make sure to subscribe to the channel so uh, you'll be ready when you do call in. And the way that works is you call that number, you leave a voicemail uh, on that, and we will play your voicemail. And, and the way you call in is to say, hey, my name is you know John, and uh, this is what I do for a living, and here's my challenge I'm facing, and this is why it's important. Thanks, Luke. What would you do? And I would answer it here on the show and give you my idea, give you what, based on experience of 10 years of being in the entrepreneur world. So, guys, it is great to have you on. And, uh, you know, this world is hurting real bad. This world, as you can tell, is, I feel like our country is getting split right down the middle. Very strong opinions on both sides. It seems like chaos is everywhere. And we we need some people to come together and say, hey, guys, we see problems on both sides. You both got ideas and uh, you both got, you know, different opinions. And we, we need to come together and we need to build solutions for people who have problems. Because that's the difference between the entrepreneurs. You got the 1% of the population helping the other 99% of the population who have problems. Now, we have problems too, but we actually see uh, problems as a solution not discovered yet. So make sure that you call and I'll help you uh, help you help others. Now, and also, we're going to be playing the game Guess Who's Review, my, one of my all time favorites, a game show we like to play. And you are to guess who are we talking about, reminding you to uh, serve your customers and serve them very well. Or you could be on the show. So so uh, make sure that you call in. Now, we're going to go ahead and play the question right off the bat here. And uh, we're going to start answering questions here because that's what that's what I do at the show. I answer questions, people have the problems that they're having, give you my second opinion, what I would do. You go take that, act upon it. And if it does well, you get great results. Call in, let me know about it, that it did well for you. So would love that. Let's go ahead and play those questions right here, right now. And, um, yeah, starting right now, let's let's see what we got. Hey Luke, uh, my name is Katie and I uh, recently became a business consultant working in the IT field um, and I guess my question for you is when when do I know when to quit my full-time gig and and really build my consulting business and go completely full-time? Mm. Um, Good question. Thanks. So Katie, thanks for calling in. Love that. So. Uh, you have the spirits of wanting to quit your full-time gig, and Katie, you're wanting to you're wanting to leave. You're wanting to leave. You want to do your own thing. Maybe you you've gotten this mad disease of entrepreneurship because uh, it feels like it sometimes when your mind is always running, thinking all the things you can build, and I are like, how do I know when is it time to quit? And in one way, you're only going to know that feeling. You're you're going to know, but also math has to back back you up on this and this is what I recommend and I remember I remember when I quit uh, I remember when I quit my job I remember the night before 
I remember the night before I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm absolutely going to quit. And I was making very good money uh, on my my business was making probably two or three times more than what my income was at the, at the job. And I felt like it was time. I felt like it was time to quit. Um, and I had done that for many, for many months, I think for a year or two, I actually done that. And uh, people was like, Luke, why did it take you so long to jump? Because only you know when you're ready for that time. You know, you feel like you're jumping from a, a, the Titanic to a John boat, but you understand which one sank. So, but it still takes a lot of courage to jump. And I remember going up to my boss and I was like, yes, sir, you, you did, you know, I appreciate the job. I feel like from this day forward, I'm not going to do the service that you need from me because my mind's somewhere else. And he'd ask me, and he didn't know I had a business going that was doing really well. He didn't know that. And I was like, I've had this thing with him for a long time. And that's why if my mind, if it seems like my mind's been somewhere else, it's because it has been. And I can't, I can't keep, I can't keep continue down this road knowing that I'm not giving you 100 of my bandwidth. So today I am put in my letter of resignation and, um, just want to say thank you for a good job and we shook hands when people did that kind of thing for the COVID <laughs> before the COVID-19 and um, he was like you know you did me a great job Luke I appreciate all the years you put in here because I at that job I put in um, seven years not including part-time before that and we shook hands and we left on a great note and that's how you should leave is a great note these guys took a risk on you gave you a job and it's because of them that you now you I mean there's sometimes you want to jump on top of his desk and you say, I quit and you, you know, you know, and just do something stupid. But, and uh, you hear stories that people talk about how they're going to quit their job and uh, all, all kind of, but you, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to be, you don't want to be that person. You don't, you, you want to be respectful, but the way you know that it's time to leave, first of all, you're making great money at your business already. Right. And I, and you need to be at least making, you need to at least be making what you're making at that job. If not twice as much. Uh, because here's the thing, you've got an income, you got a check coming in every week, every two weeks coming in, and that's going to help you feel good. You're not going to be stressed out, and you're going to start feeling when you start feeling more control because your business is doing well. You have a working process to get clients. That's the most important thing. Like when you know how much it costs to get to a client, they're happy, they're staying a long time. That's when you know it's time to leave, and you feel like I can do this for the rest of my life this thing right here right now and the best time to quit is when you know that I'm gonna stay focused right you've been hit a couple of times you know you got hit really hard by your business and you stood the you stood the time because some people get hit and they don't they're like you know what forget this I'm gonna stick with my job so Katie that would be my answer and uh, obviously I could talk about that all day but that in short version would be what I would do so uh, thank you for the call make sure to call back in anytime Katie that you have more challenges I would love to be there for you on the journey let me know when you quit your job let me know when you feel like you're getting close and uh, let's make sure that we make the right decision. So thanks, thanks for the call, to sh uh, Katie. Thanks for the call. So let's actually move on to the next call here. And after that one, we're going to play Guess Who's Review. All right, start the call right now. Hi, Luke. This is Ian from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the United States. How's it going? I appreciate the opportunity. And Luke, real quick, my challenge that I am facing, my friend, is just generating leads uh, for clients in my coaching business. I operate solely online, solely remote, and I'm wondering what is a way or what would you recommend I do to connect with people and to uh, generate leads in a professional and service-oriented manner? I mean, maximum on the value, 
minimum on the creepy and annoying, right? Not trying to do any damage. So I really appreciate you having me on the show and for the opportunity. I hope we get to talk soon. Thanks, Luke. And thanks for the call in, dude. I know you're, you're a coach there, completely online, looking to start conversations, people who are needing, who are needing help. Now, people see leads, uh, Ian, as the, if I could just get more leads, my life changes forever. And what I tell people is leads are just the beginning of making this work because, you know, getting leads is, you know, a lot of people never see like consistent leads every day. And we've seen that for years, but turning those leads into clients who actually love and trust you and follow you because you're in the coaching business, Ian. And, you know, we have similar things that we do to get like I, I, I coach as well and I help people get to where they want to be. But I focus more specifically on a niche so I can help them faster. And there's no guesswork on my side. So I have a lot of things that we put together and we just know how the results want to be because we're in a niche and we see it over and over and over. And you may do the same thing. And I'm not sure. But as for getting leads, what is the best way? The best way is get them to come to you. When you got people coming to you, it's, it's, it's automatically going to be easier to close that person. Because when they say, well, I don't know if I want to do this. You're like, well, you came to me. I'm not sure why you're saying you don't want to do this because you came to me saying you want to do this. So automatically they're going to have a hard time. Now, when they when you go to them and say you want coaching and then they say yes, their thing in their mind is, well, he, he approached me. So by automatically have people coming to you every single day. All right, coming in. The next thing you want them to do is watch some videos, to go through your stuff, right? To consume you and to love who Ian is. Because the next challenge is going to be why Ian? And it's because they spent time with you already. Now, to do this and to do this consistently, obviously you're going to need some capital to run on ads because ads is the only way of bringing them in. People say, well, what about email? Email is good. You know, I use email for free stuff. But to sell stuff, I do not use email. I've done it, um, and the customer six months later is just not what I like when it comes to, when you when you you know compare it to email and ads. So I would say automatically start learning to run ads. And if you need to go borrow like five ten grand from family zero interest, or you wanna you know do a PayPal credit where it's zero zero percent interest for six months and see how much of that you can get. I would recommend doing that so you feel like you don't feel like you're bleeding. Uh, but you want to learn how to get leads to come in, and you do that because you know a niche really, really well. You're speaking their language, and you know the competition who try to do the same thing as you are. So when you start out in a niche, now you've got all the competitors in that niche. Look at what everybody's saying, what they're not saying. Be that be that service and, and that result that everybody wants, but no one's talking about. And, you know, people have won presidential elections doing that. People have wrote books and filled in gaps, and it became, a, you know, a huge success because they said something that no one else was saying, and that's how you make ads work. And then you obviously want to get them to schedule a call and get them on the phone. And that's obviously easier said than done, Ian. And believe me, after doing cold calling, doing cold emailing, doing ads, the number one thing, and people say, well, what about LinkedIn? Should I do LinkedIn? Problem with LinkedIn is there's a ceiling there. After a while, they will, you know, you can't send but so many messages. I can get as many leads I want to come in as long as I'm willing to spend that money. And people are like, well, Luke, I can't spend that kind of money. Well, you can if it comes back, but you do need a, you do need a, a, a you know, an amount of money that you're sitting on right now, extra money, like, uh, and I'd say five to ten grand. Amazon launched on a hundred grand, sell, you know, selling books. So I would, I would start off. Or save five, ten grand, put it in a separate, a separate account, and just start spending slowly out of that, and then watch it grow. And that's going to really help you feel better. Because the thing about ads at night, when you're 
when you're sleeping, you don't want to be thinking about, I am bleeding, I am dying. You, you don't you don't want to feel that way. So, EM, that's what I recommend. Feel free, feel free to reach out to me if you need more details on that. If you need more, because I know I can't say but so much on the show. But um, that that is what I can say, and that's what I would do. So, Ian, thanks for calling in. Uh, make sure to call back in when you have the next challenge. And for the rest of you, uh, make sure you call in as well. So, uh, let's dive in into the new game show, Guess Who's Review? And it's time for the Guess Who's Review show. All right, well, it's part of the show. And we are going to be talking about... Now, so here, here's what you got to do. I'm going to be reading to you one-star reviews from a product that I have found on Amazon. So I did it with companies. Now, you've got to guess what product this is. <laughs> now this one, this one's funny. I, I I found this within minutes and thought you'd get a kick out of this. So figure out what am I talking about. So here are your options. Are we talking about Oreos? Are we talking about an iPhone? Are we talking about a Rolex watch? Are we talking about masks? <laughs> so let's dive in right now and let me read to you one star reviews and I want you to try to guess what product this is. Alright, here we go. Alright, so the title, well the, the, the review, the reviewer, the name was Child and Kitty Mommy. Alright, here's the title. Unsanitary, not sealed package. These were expensive and not sealed at all. There was a minor rip near the top where the box may have been opened. Something medical and disposable should not legally be permitted to be sold in this unsanitary condition, especially during a pandemic. Review number two by Marsha Wolf. It says, made in China, one star. These came today and said, made in Wuhan, China. Totally misrepresented. Thought they were made in the USA. Third review, made in Wuhan. These are actually made in Wuhan, China. That's what Andrew said. Fannie Mae said Fannie Mae. <laughs> Fannie Mae. Made in Wuhan, China. Made in Wuhan, China. Fast shipping. But hesitant to use as these were made in Wuhan, China. The epicenter of COVID-19 will likely be returning these soon. Alright, and then Lisa McLean says, Cheap. Not wrapped in plastic if the item feels cheap. Now, I'm just going through these reviews here. Uh, these reviews. And I thought I was insane. I'll read one more. Audra says, entitled, from China. Item is from China, nonetheless, Wuhan. Now, after hearing those reviews, what are we talking about? What are people complaining about? Is this an Oreo product, iPhone, Rolex watch, or mask? And if you said mask, <laughs> that is correct. What are these people thinking? You know, you know, kind of get political here, but I think that's funny. I just, I would expect nothing less than that. Didn't even try the product, and all they had to read was Wuhan, China. And that, I'm telling you, thousands of people are not happy. That is just so, that is just so crazy to me. So, yeah, I might want to check on the marketing guys on your mask. That's one of the top masks out there. There's over 10,000 customer ratings. 23% of them did not like it out of 10,000 people because they read where it came from. So they might want to do something about that. So guys, that is Guess Who's Review. Hope you like that. Now it's time to dive in into our next customer call. 
Next customer call. Yeah, like you're buying anything. I guess you get what you pay for, right? So call in right now. Make sure you call in at 408-850-9373, and we'll, you're going to get your money's worth. I promise. <laughs> so, call, all right. So let's play the next uh, the next uh, clip right now. Hi, Luke. My name is Matt. I manage a restaurant in the Wash Park neighborhood of Denver. We've been based on a popular neighborhood block in this area for four years, and so the main problem I have is we can't seem to fill this place up. It doesn't help that the larger part of Denver doesn't come to this neighborhood, but even though we do a really good job with the food and the service, other restaurants on the block take the majority of the business. We have some built-in problems like poor street visibility and a small patio and bar. Also, the original chef is Swedish, so we had a reputation for European-style food, and I don't think that was embraced well by this neighborhood. We have since changed our direction to southern-style craft food, as we call it, but it doesn't seem like there's much we can do to pull customers from the other restaurants. So, Luke question is how can you help us out looking forward to hearing back from you man thank you matt thank you for calling in my dude um love you in the restaurant business tough business i'm sure of it you guys hustle work a lot and you know at least americans know how to eat you know that's one thing you know a lot of products like mine where it's coaching and things like that like the person actually has to work and want to and you know we have to do a lot of screening good thing about food is americans know how to eat right we we can do that at least so that part, that part you got done. So you're in a business where if you get in the top, you just you become a vortex. But your problem, Matt, you're telling me you're in a smaller traffic area, poor visibility, small patio area, right? That's a problem. And you're trying different angles, getting people, you know, getting reasons to get people to come in. And you just cannot seem to fill it up. So this is I'm going to give you my point of view, my second opinion, Matt. And take it no more, no less than that. And just maybe something I say here that will help you. So I'll tell you my experiences. So are there restaurants right now in America who have poor visibility, not on the main side of town, uh, who who you know who, who have some similarities in killing it? Yes, I remember was doing photo you know for, you know photographs for, for my family. And uh, we went to a city. I have never, you know, I've never been to the city. And we went there due to photography. And then uh, we was hungry and was like, you know what? I, w I want a steak. I want something like I'm, I'm ready to go out. Like I'm ready to do something really nice. And the people, the, the, the photographer said, well, you need to go to this place. And they gave us the name of it. And we said, okay. We put it in Google and off we go. And it took us down this long, winding dirt road. And all we saw was trees for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, uh, the trees cleared up. It was clear land. And then the next thing you know, we see like a cabin-like restaurant. And it had hundreds of people. And I was so surprised. I mean, it had probably 300, 400 people there. And it was a bigger, it was a bigger building for sure. And it was next to a lake. So a lot of people came uh, for, for the scenery, obviously. They came for the scenery there. And this was in the country, so they have the the ability uh, to do that. Another situation, another another restaurant specifically, I'm thinking about. In fact, I have, um, I definitely want to go back there. This is a specialty place. It's an old hotel. Uh, it, used, it used to be a very old old hotel. In fact, it used to be a place where you know people you know were, were prepared to be buried. Actually, uh, it's a two it's like a two story building turned into a hotel after that. And the top of it is still like a little place. It's like a bread, bread, you know, like a, a you know, food and breakfast. Sorry, yeah, sorry, no, breakfast and bed. If I can say it right, 
And then under on, on the down low on the on the first story, they serve they serve like some really good food food. And this town that I'm thinking of is a really smaller town, but on Sundays weekends, this place is like I'm talking about in a city where people barely make twenty five thousand dollars a year. They will drop they will on a family they will drop a hundred dollars. On a, on a you know three or four member family they will drop a hundred dollars and then you got to pay tip of course on on this place and um I, you know so and they're and what's funny is they're like outside of town where the traffic is like really bad I mean it's like not that it's not a lot of traffic and it's not really on the te- you know on the technical right side of town either right this not this wouldn't be the side of town you think people would drop a hundred dollars for a family to sit down and eat. So what is the lesson to be learned? So obviously, within five miles of you, Matt, you have to ask yourself, what is this area wanting and not getting, first of all? That's the first question you've got to ask yourself. And also, are you running like any kind of ads? Like are you – right off the bat, I would recommend if you did nothing else from this show, I would run ads and just get – I'd get people in the seats by running ads uh, just by saying, hey, bring, you know, bring one person free. And, you know, bring bring three people and one or one person to eat for you, or some kind of ad that does something like a cheap offer. They get people in, and if they like, and they're going to come in because of that cheap offer, the thing that you that you did. And uh, if they like the experience, Americans are going to come back, right? If you give them experience, they, they have nowhere else. They're they're going to come back. So two things: if they like what they see and stay. Then you're going to eventually fill up to where you can't really do much marketing anymore. You're going to have to either grow more locations, but also it has it obviously has to be great food on top. Of it. it has to be food that they like. So in my in my part of the woods, it's got to be it's got to be fried chicken. It's got to be Mexican. It's got to be it's got to be Mexican food or chicken wings. All right, excuse me. That, that's the thing. Or but or like a but which I think buffets are dead. That, in my mind, I think buffets are dead. But in it, what for you, Matt? Right off the bat, I would run some ads and, and create some amazing offers that are just you can't say no to, and fill up your place for a few weeks like that. And I would just make some crazy offers, get them in. Now, if they like the experience, they will come back. They will absolutely, uh, they will absolutely come back. But if they don't, they won't come back. Those come for cheap offers. So that's my my first thing. Second thing is I would make this a, like I would go to every restaurant. Within five miles of you, depending the pop, you know how big your city is. Which I know you told me Denver, so yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy, you know, lot, a lot, a lot of people there. So what I would do within five miles of you, what's missing? Like go to all these restaurants that are similar in your niche. What's missing? And ask yourself what are what are people needing? And I would I would go from there and possibly do a survey. And on top of it, if you're not doing this, Matt, which most businesses are not doing this, collect a database. Get as many get as many emails as you can. Right, I would run. I would run some ads and start collecting emails like crazy, and build up a, d- a database of thousands of people. And then when you got something cool that you release, release it to your database. That's something most businesses do not do, and it is a sad mistake. So, Matt, those were my ideas. If you have any more questions, feel free to call back in or message me or whatever. Reach out to us, and we'll help you even more. So, Matt, thank you so much for the call. And now it's time to take another one. Let's go. Hey, Luke. This is Eli from Auto Business Consulting. Um, I had a couple questions and wanted to get your feedback on it. I recently uh, added a new product, new service that I want to offer to other business owners. And I recently opened up a brand new Facebook group and wanted 
to see how I can maybe grow that and your feedback on what kind of content should I be dropping in it. Uh, would love to know a little bit more. Again, this is Eli from Auto Business Consulting. Thank you. Eli, so thanks so much for the call in. Um, and you got a new product coming out. Okay, that's that's great. You know, you always come up with, you know, you always want to come up with great ideas, great products that people are needing, being on the forefront. Now you've got you've got this new product. Uh, you've got a, a Facebook group that you've started. You want to know what kind of content uh, to drop in there to sell your new product. It sounds like and right off the bat, the number one thing you should be pushing is testimony, testimony videos and the benefits of what this product brings automatically Eli's what you want to do the more testimonials that you can get the more that you can brag about how amazing this product is and yes it is bragging the more likely people are going to buy and you see people all the time talking about how amazing their stuff is and look at me what I'm doing and some are like oh they're like disgusted but there's some people who are attracted to that and the, the, the ones who are attracted to that are buyers who are wanting what that guy or girl is offering so what I'm telling you is in your group or your email or whatever you're doing, you want to, I mean, if you're looking for viewers to want to buy, you want to you know, show why they should buy it. And the biggest thing people love is what made Amazon a billion and then a trillion dollar company is the review system and other stuff like fast shipping, every product that you can think about. That helps too, right? And they dominated early. But reviews was a huge part of why people trusted Amazon so quickly because it was the system by other people where they're leaving reviews on the product. In fact, earlier I read a review. Um, I was reading reviews off of Amazon. That product of mask had over 10,000 reviews and 23% said they didn't like it just because of where it came from. And as for you, Eli, what I, the content I would focus on, and every day you're not going to come out with a testimonial. That's true. What you can do is just be talking about the new benefits, the things people are seeing. Get your get your customers to make testimonials of what this product uh, is bringing. That's why a lot of people, when you write a book, you give it out to hundreds of people for free if they create your reviews, and then you just release those reviews, and you, and then you talk about them. And that's hard stuff. That is hard to do, but you want to do it. It was hard for Amazon to get that, but testimonials and just coming out talking about all the success this product is having, how it's changing people's lives, and then you can just talk about why they need why they need to buy it, and you know. Also, you can just bring value in the group as well. There's nothing wrong with that either, right? And just say, hey, this is why you need to. This is why you need to get this, or just kind of help them understand that you know what you're talking about, and bring credibility. Uh, bring credibility, and people liking you too. That's another reason why people buy stuff because they just like you. So there you go, Eli. That's what I would do in that group. That's what I would do there to help establish that product, that group, or it's gonna be Facebook groups today. It's gonna be something else tomorrow, but the concept is the same. Show people, all right, that other people like what you're doing and the products you're making. And if you can do that on abundance, you'll be living in abundance. I should frame that on the wall, actually. It should be a quote. So, Eli, thanks so much for calling in, my dude. And let me know how that goes. If you get success from that, make sure to call back in. And then you'll be my testimonial as well. And you got exactly what you paid for here on the show. No joke. So, all right, guys, uh, that is another call there. And let me take one more. Then we'll finish off with another product. Guess whose review? And uh, we'll end the show right there. So, you guys, let's jump into another call starting now. Hey, Luke. Uh, my name is Rohit Tagri. Uh, just, just call me Roy. 
I'm a copywriter I just, and I'm leaving this message to ask you something. If you can help me out, why the hell not? I've been into copywriting for the last one year, practicing daily, grinding, whatever it takes, never leaving a day off, just writing and writing good and bad pieces of copy to know how it works and everything, right? What works and what doesn't. So I've had some clients, but, you know, mostly through Facebook or Upwork. They come and give me work. They leave. They come back and give me work again, and they leave. They're not kind of my per- permanent clients, and they are not high-paying. So my question to you is, is there any way out there that I can get at least one, starting with, one high-paying client? Right. So I'm going to pause this right here. And right here, because you sent me a long question, no problem. And I'm going to answer that question first. How do you get one high-paying client that believes in you, that's paying you a lot of money? And the re- only reason he's going to pay you a lot of money because he saw how you made someone else a lot of money. How do you do that? you got to go make someone a lot of money. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Neither. It's you doing what you say you're going to do, and you put it on you know, forefront, spotlights and everything. Look what I did. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to brag, like I was saying, like I was saying earlier. But you got to brag, like you got to say here, and it's got to be one. Nike, all they had to do was hold up Michael, you know, Michael Jordan, but they paid him a lot of money too, right? Right? Hey, this guy loves our product. You should too. And I was thinking about that this morning. That's all they had to do. All they had to do was hire Michael Jordan, and they crush Adidas and all these other brands because of Michael Jordan. So you, my dude. You gotta find someone to to just to sing very well, very highly. You may have to find one client, all right, and work for them for free until they're willing to say, "Hey, this dude made me thirty thousand dollars, or whatever, or whatever." It don't have to be. It don't have to be that much, uh, but the more the better. And the more, and you find one person that you keep helping like that. And that case, that case that all you have to have is one case study. Where they said this dude made me a half a million, a million. You're like, look, that's I don't, that's never gonna happen. Well, you have to keep investing in that person and keep growing that case study, and then you could sell that one case study to hundreds of people. But all you need is one. All you need is one. All right, let's continue. Let's continue your question. Or I can go work for an in-house uh, or an agency that I can work for as a copywriter. Any way out there that I can reach out, especially during these times of uh, coronavirus, because I have been doing this for the last, I guess, uh, 15 days. I've been trying to reach out some people. And if not, I've, been, I've also been trying to reach out the uh, agencies, you know, for to apply for the jobs. And they seem to have put a lot of copywriter positions on hold. I don't know when are they going to open it back. But um, if there is any way that you can help me out, please do. Thank you. Bye. Now you're thinking of possibly getting a job as well here, and you know if you're hurting, I would go get a copyright job um, if you feel like you know you're going to need the money soon. Because you, when you launch a business, it's good to have an nest egg, and I'm not sure you know exactly where you live at, and you know what the resources you have around you. But I would recommend like if you love copywriting, go get your job copywriting. No one says you have to be an entrepreneur right now. And there's no reason why you can't do entrepreneurial stuff at night. And if you want to build a team of copyright where you offer, you know, low cost and people come in and you just you help a lot of people, uh, then great. And just you know, share show off what you're able of doing. So 
uh, I would go get a job at this point if you feel like you know you got to feed your family, can't do that. I would go get a job, and yes, that's hard. But starting a business is going to be hard. Getting clients is going to be hard. So you can go get, you can go find your job. That's no. And with the internet, you don't have to physically go be at a job. You can, you know, keep keep it up. So I, I would. Oh, and if you are not doing this, go create you a page of all the people saying how well you've helped them. Right. Offer discounts and say, hey, make videos of me. Like make videos of working with me and how you liked working with me, right? And having those videos and when people can scroll and see all the all the videos, that's gonna change everything. So that's one thing I would do right off the bat and learn how to get traffic to that and just become a copywriter of a platform, even if it is like for, you know, these uh freelance jobs and sites like that. So that would be my recommendation to you. And um, I would go get a job if you, you go get a job if you don't have a lot of you know a lot of nests like there uh, because if you love to copyright it doesn't matter if you work for yourself or someone else uh, the reason you would want to work for yourself though is because you're going to eventually make more money but if you're at zero money and you cannot get clients I would definitely go work for a job until you figure that out and you know as a copywriter beautiful thing is you can go to all these other platforms get jobs there until you find that job and just and just start getting so much copyright work you just cannot handle anymore and then start raising your prices start low. And then I know you're like, well, I need a, I need some high ticket. Well, to get high, the big wells, you got to have a lot of reviews, and you got to earn that trust and love before they're willing to drop any kind of major money on you. So my recommendation recommendation to you, the big boys will tell you the same thing. And uh, yeah, I hope you the best. Wish you the best. Call in. Thank you for calling in. But call in. You know, let me know how that journey's going. Appreciate you so much. Now um, we're gonna play one more guess who's review, and we're gonna end the show right then and there. And I appreciate you staying on the show with us. Make sure to subscribe if you have not done it yet. And make sure to call in if you haven't, 408-850-9373. And let me go ahead and cue up the guest review music. And let's get the show. Well, kind of started already, but let's go. Okay, so the way this works is we're going to be doing it like reading reviews from our specific restaurant. And you have to figure out which restaurant it is and what food do they sell. So first you got to figure out, is it... Pizza, tacos, chicken wings are Chinese. What are people complaining about? And what is the restaurant that sells it? And I'm not going to just point blank tell you what restaurant it is. I'm not trying to destroy somebody. But you'll hear a clue and you'll get the answer to your dying question. Starting now. Is it is it tacos, chicken wings, Chinese, pizza? What is this business known for? Here we go. This review is by Jaffa. One star. The workers at this establishment are hot, are hot garbage. Every single one of them, but especially the manager and the delivery boy. Do not waste your time or money ordering from this establishment. You will lose as a customer every single time. Not garbage. He's not kidding. Okay. Wow. Next review is by Broke Vegan. They burned my brownies. The little girl that answered the phone was laughing. Lesson learned. Wow. Wow. Uh, ouch. All right. Loyalties, the name of this reviewer. Uh, you lost. And she puts one star. I didn't mean to give them one star. They need no stars and to be shut down. Not only has it been two hours, I still haven't gotten my blank, the thing they're known for. But when I called the store to see what was going on, they told me I could come pick it up and hung up in my face. Worst, most unprofessional child of service I've ever had after have given them my money. So, based on that. Who are we talking about? Do you have any idea? Make a guess. Is it pizza, tacos, chicken wings, or Chinese? And if you guess pizza, that is 
Correcto. It was pizza. But if you want to know which establishment it is, hang tight. And I'm going to let you know what it was. And I will knock down the big domino so you know what company this was. All right? So keep listening. You may hear what the clue was after I knock down the big domino. And you will figure it out later this episode. Okay, if you didn't get it, you're not going to get it. All right, guys, so this is the end of the show here. Helping entrepreneurs go bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing their customer universe. Luke Guy here at the Luke Guy Show. Thank you so much for your time. We'll be here again with a show next time here on the Luke Guy Show.